Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, news, reviews, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Caden, Austin, and Kat. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. This is episode 102. I am your host, Kat, and with me as always are Caden and Austin. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Plastered. Plastered. Oh, God. The tequila. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, this could be a good episode. Uh, yeah. Just also, it's not even Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, it's the third. It's the... Oh. Yeah, and it's Sunday. So you, it's, that's, that, that, that's, yeah. that's not how that works. Cinco well, de I mean, Mayo was 5th of May. Last I checked, it was don't, tres don't de Mayo. Don't argue with someone who drinks... Caden, don't argue with someone who drinks the deliciousness of sweet, sweet tequila. I think you just oh wanted an excuse to be drunk off your ass. Oh, can't say that. Good job, Caden. Now all of our listeners will hear you talk about your buttocks. <laughs> yeah, that's the takeaway from this. <laughs> oh, God. Although it's also my anniversary, so I'm kind of excited about that. Liar. You said that was in a few days. Which is tomorrow, and a few days ago was now a few days ago. But and still it's still not today. Ah, but it's still tomorrow. Plus, I took the week off, and I'm supposed to be in Mexico. Stupid pandemic. Stupid freaking airline saying, oh, sorry, we're going to close the borders at this time. It's like, what? Would I you... paid my money. Uh, I pay my money. Man, it's almost like there's a pandemic going on, and they're trying yeah, to limit the spread of a particular disease. Of which yeah. we have no vaccine or cure for. So well, why tequila would, go would have on an solved it. Anyways. Well, I mean, it's sunny, Cancun, uh, horseback riding with the wife, you know, doing some seafood cooking, enjoying the pleasures of life. Horses are scary. Zero to ten. <laughs> you don't like horses? I do not like horses. <laughs> well, how have you been this week, Kat? Oh, you know, played a lot of. Played a lot of The Witcher 3. A lot. Hey, hey. Yeah, it's a good game, huh? Oh, yeah. I recorded and edited my other podcast. Uh, yeah, tell, tell yeah. us about that. What's uh, what's the next episode going to be about? Uh, so, spoiler, they die. We'll have released uh, their third episode on Robert Picton on Monday, May 4th. May the 4th Ooh. be with you. <laughs> You stole my bit. You stole my bit. Gosh darn it. Wait a minute. I wanted Did to you get married it. on that day on purpose? Yes. Me and my wife are Star Wars fans. And so to mess with her family instead of, oh, you know, let's have an April wedding. Oh, you know, let's have the wedding, you know, sometime in June. We were like, no, we are the ultimate messers of history. We shall get married on 
May the force be with you. Aw. Got to wear Anytime a Vader Anytime someone helmet. says that, I want to say, and also with you. <laughs> like religion. <laughs> yeah. How can you not say that? You can. <laughs> you just choose not to. Well, everyone had to say, may the fourth be with you on my wedding day. So that was pretty great. And that's when you look at them and say, and also with you. I said something different, but I was also at a winery a few porters off of, you know, Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, yeah, that was a good day. What have you been up good. to this week, Caden? Oh, nothing much. Uh, cracking out schoolwork. Uh, got finals week coming up here shortly. Actually, starts tomorrow. Um, and... Oh, may the fourth be with you. Yeah, thanks. Hey. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, beyond that, play a little bit of The Witcher. Actually, uh, streamed it. Um, and for those who... Uh, ever want to kind of follow that i usually uh put a post on the discord server uh which you can find at badgamersanonymous.com um and then i also have been playing a little bit of shogun too getting back into that um because i don't know i just recently got it wasn't it it was free a little uh, while ago yeah, uh, yeah it was free uh what from like the 25th to the 28th something like that uh from yeah, I... april 25th to the 28th i should specify I didn't play Yeah, it. so for those of you just finding out now, sorry, guys. You missed out. Did you, though? Hey, man, it's a good yeah, game. Yeah, the game's really good. Yeah, I mean, like, you d- you don't knock a free game like that. That's for like, something that's, like, what, a decade old? It's, it's still, still good. holds up well? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> sorry, it's almost a decade old. Call me a skeptic. Ah, fair. Speaking of being fair, Caden, <laughs> do you think games could be further delayed? <laughs> That's a segue. I have um, to applaud you for the attempt, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that's a hard segue. That is such a hard segue to like. That's why you either make it really, really good or, or really, really, or bad. really, really bad. Laughably yeah. bad. Yeah. So, um, the. Xbox chief, of, uh, the Xbox. I'm guessing chief of staff or uh, the Microsoft Xbox, Microsoft Xbox's chief, uh, Phil Spencer, uh, has stated that the company's next day next gen Xbox Series X console is still on schedule for later this year, um, but that game production is a little more of an unknown. Um, there's an interview with CNBC where he know that noted that there could be some impact uh, to the. Uh, xbox series x schedules uh but that the team is still doing a good job at keeping uh the hardware on track and so they're pretty sure that overall they're in line uh with where they thought they would be um microsoft hasn't provided the exact release date uh beyond holiday uh of 2020 uh, there were several Xbox sites that listed the date of Thanksgiving 2020 back in March, but Microsoft has come out and said that this was inaccurate and that the company is still committed, committed to launching in holiday 2020. Um, and besides the launching of Halo Infinite alongside the Xbox Series S or X, sorry, I can't talk today, um, there... We're, we're not quite sure what other games will be released on schedule um, or, you know, how the game production is going. 
Uh, in fact, Spencer has said that one of the one of their bigger unknowns is game production because it's on such a large scale, um, and that you have hundreds of people coming together, building aspect, building assets, and working through uh, creativity. See, I thought it was because of the pandemic. You know, well, work well, from yeah. home uh, kind of makes that a little bit more difficult. Like, hey, buddy, can you share your project? Nope. Uh, sorry, Bill. I, it looks like, uh, yeah, the character is just messed up. I'm going to have to work another, like, two weeks on it. Two weeks? Oh, God. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind of what they're getting as the fact that with the pandemic going on and with everyone having to work remotely, it's more difficult just due to how large of a scale these projects are. With how many pe- different people are working on it concurrently, there's bound to be issues. Um, well, I mean, it's it's the same thing with like work from my white work. You know, like we have several service shutdowns every day. Like, and I I don't kid you. Like, this is because of how many people are trying to access the content of the data. And this is going to be the same thing with these guys, I imagine, is that they're all trying to gain access to this massive amount of data that normally, like their own servers in their office space, would be able to handle. Not too bad, maybe a few nicks and twitches here, but nothing terrible. Now, send people to work from home, then it starts getting like hectic and mixed up, and you got to be really up on the communication factor when it comes to stuff like this, especially during this pandemic. I mean, I have to give them some type of applause because, you know, this is this is difficult for anybody, even developers, you know, and for people to try to throw together an Xbox video game from home and have a, you know, have a date and a set time. I'm like, man, they got to be pressured, like tight as hell, being like trying to get access, change it up, but not mess everything up. My question <clears throat> Sorry. My question is, why would you want to release it if there's going to be no games for it? Well, I mean, there's still going to be... I believe there's still going to be games for it. So, uh, I believe that the Halo Infinite game is still on track to being released concurrently with the with the console. Um, so, one game. But, well... And I, I'm sure there's going to be third-party titles that also go along with it. Uh, but they've already delayed uh, Wasteland 3 and Microsoft Dungeons due to the pandemic. Um, Did you say so Microsoft f- Dungeons? Or Minecraft Dungeons. <laughs> Dude, get your head out of your butt. What uh, is going on? But uh, What's going on, Kate? Words are yeah, hard, okay? Yeah, so there, there are fears <laughs> that uh, Halo Infinite could see some form of delay too, but it looks like that even with all the stuff going on, they're really trying to keep that um, on track, um, even past uh, the issues that this pandemic has brought. Um, they're also going to be taking advantage of their upcoming smart delivery program um, for cross-generation games between the Series X uh, and the Xbox One. Uh, so it'll allow you to buy an Xbox One version of a game and get the upgrade to the Xbox Series X version free of charge. Uh, for instance, the newest Assassin's Creed, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which was teased uh, earlier this week, uh, will be supporting smart delivery. So, and I believe that I believe uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is currently on track to being released uh, holiday of twenty twenty. So, there 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 are going to be some games for it. 
I mean, we'll have to see because, I mean, obviously with what's happening right now, it makes it just a lot more difficult. I mean, I I honestly think it's it's going to be even more delayed. That's just my opinion just because, hey, you know, guys, don't don't worry about it. We're going to give you the console, the video games. Just please, our, you know, our fans, we need you to stay with us. So here's the release date. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Nothing's going wrong. Well, I mean, it, oh, my God, Bill. Like, I just lied to the people. We have no video games. Ah! Keaton, have you ever noticed that any time Austin does an impression, it's always Bill? Because <laughs> Bill is a very good player, Cass. <laughs> Bill loves to make positive inputs. <laughs> Bill just lied to everybody. Yeah, that is true. Bill's trying to hang in there, guys. He's just trying so hard. Oh, Speaking of trying hard, see that? That was a segue. Oh. Chapau. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. So speaking of video games, uh, What's going Speaking on with this of video summer... games What's on this... a gaming podcast? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with the Summer Game Fest event? Oh my god, Caden. So, what what is saying? I just have to address this. Caden, for real. For real. Hey man, bad segues better than no segues. Oh my god. So, anyways, thanks to these wonderful people here. A summer game fest has been announced since with no E3, the video game industry has come together to launch a Summer Game Fest event. And these are some pretty big names because since the LA E3 is officially canceled, that's like a huge deal for a lot of people. The video game industry has come together for a four-month rollout of everything from news, announcements, demos, playable demos of upcoming games, interviews, panels, etc., etc., from... Awesome developers and publishers. And I'm talking like, you know, Activision, CD Projekt Red, uh, Square Enix. If you look up HollywoodReporter.com, it'll show the entire list. I mean, even Bethesda is in on this sort of deal. Um, The Game Awards creator and producer Jeff Kylie. Kylie? Kylie? Is that how you say it? Kylie? Mm Kylie. Kylie. Uh, Anyways, Kylie, I don't know. We're putting way too much thought into it. (laughs) I am. But he's going to be curating the content for the event and be able to, you know, be part of the specific news reveals. Now, obviously, uh, you're going to be able to see this across Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media streaming platforms. Uh, And, you know, it's, they're going to try to get this all. Twitter and streaming platform? Yeah. Does Twitter have a streaming platform? Of course. Uh, probably. All oh. major streaming platforms. Like, if you look at the news article that I pulled up, and it's like, yeah, Twitter, Twitch, like, those those all have streaming I in regards to all Twitter that, did. like video clips. Yeah. I learned something new today. See? There you go. But basically, it, it, you know, they're trying to catch up. They're trying to say, hey, guys, don't worry about this. You know, we're going to throw this digital event in. All the, all the developers and publishers are going to throw their own virtual events, but they're all going to try to collaborate and kind of say, hey, you know, check out Summer Game Fest. Let's get this ball rolling and get people off their butts to get back into video gaming, which is great. Get I mean, honestly, off like their off their butts and back yeah. into video gaming. 
Hell yeah. Do you stand I, I, while you play you video hit, games? Yeah. No, no, no. You're on the hit. treadmill while you're oh, playing right, Call of Duty. Right, it right, really right. immerses you into the action. Of course. You've got to be healthy for your own protein. Or you'll turn into Michael. <laughs> I love little Michael. <laughs> you apparently can discover the balding, that you had the balding gene. Because, you know, every gamer has that. Yeah. Apparently so. Not genetic or anything. But honestly, I think this is a great thing that they're trying to do. They're trying to get everything back in order, back with the E3 event that's been canceled, and try to get developers back into it and continue the video game production process. I think that's a great thing. I don't know about you, Kat, but I think this is good news. Why'd you single me out? Because if I singled Caden out, he probably would have messed something up. He probably would have said something like, well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't have said, well, I don't know. What I would have said was, I do think that this is really well-timed, and I am excited for it. Um, and curious to you know, kind of see what all they do with it and how well it turns out. Uh, can't be worse than, oh, uh, what E3 was it that was a major flop? 2016? 2017? What happened? Oh, everyone kept messing up. There was a YouTuber that was brought on as kind of a uh, to kind of intro in and uh, discuss a little bit about a game and completely flopped. Um, and it was it was really bad. Oh, I bet that was. It funny. was just. It, it just wasn't thought through. That's what it really was. It just wasn't very well thought through. Some people made promises and they did not keep their promises. Those are my yeah. favorite kinds of promises. <laughs> Speaking of promises, Kat, what has Jujubee promised for everyone being affected by this pandemic? Um, I don't, I don't know how to segue. <laughs> yeah, segue. We're gonna segue into your into your piece, Kat. Segue. Right, Sean Connery. Thank you. What? No laughs for that. That was funny. You Sorry, you, you stop kind of it with the sarcastic. <laughs> so, Juju B has made a COVID video game called COVID The Outbreak. Now, before you get offended, I think that's too soon. Is it too soon if we're <laughs> still in really the middle of the soon? pandemic? We're living it. See, that'd be like a comedian making fun of Abraham Lincoln getting shot and then being like, too soon. That, what? That's the complete opposite. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was shot like, well, actually, I don't know because he wasn't my president, but a long yeah, ass see, time there's ago. There's a huge oh, no, hashtag. The Americans are like, oh my God. Like, how can you just like, yeah, that's like 200 years ago, man. We can make fun of that shit now. <laughs> Oy vey. Are you making Anyways, fun of can... death, Austin? Mm, no. Anyways, Kat, continue with your news reading. I don't want to, but okay. I lost my place. Ah, oh, yes. So from the top, people. From the top. So Jujubee top. is releasing COVID, <laughs> the outbreak. Yes, and before you get offended, like Austin just did, um, Donna. the game actually uses real data that's collected from the World Health Organization and reports simulating how the virus spreads. So okay. it, it, it does benefit Everybody. 
All right. So is it is it going to be similar to like Plague Incorporated, which I would imagine so. Um, because when Austin was telling me about this before you jumped on, um, copyright. <laughs> again, we review video games. It's not copyright. Um, but yeah, he was comparing it to Plague Inc. So in a lot of ways, it is similar to Plague Inc. I imagine like the play style and everything, but it is more based on the COVID virus. It's not going to have a bunch of different ones like Plague Inc. does. Right. And the data actually is collected and used for something beneficial. I wonder if they've made a COVID-19 scenario for Plague Inc. I haven't played it for a while. It probably I mean, you never know, man. They could be like, hey, guys, why don't we just hop up on this stuff, right? Yeah, you never know. But I mean, I, I, I'm reading the article that Cat's reading, and it's like, okay, there is some benefits, obviously. And what does that say on the, on the first bottom paragraph? It's like something about the base price. Uh, how much is this game anyways? Uh, so it looks like it's going to be released at thirteen ninety nine. I imagine that's a U.S. price. Yes. Uh, and it's going to be released on May 29th. And then 20% of all the profits for the first two months will go towards uh, COVID-19 relief. Okay, so that's not... See, reading the rest of that, it kind of makes you feel like a little warm, fuzzy feeling. I can help people that's by just playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm down for it. Um, and yeah, I'll I, play it. Yeah, but it is I'm only curious. on Steam. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it turns out. Um, that may yeah, that may be a game that I'll go ahead and, and buy just for the heck of it, just to see how it plays. So I wonder if they're able to provide you the data, like while you're playing the game, like, hey, here's how you've helped the Who, like, you know, not the simulate who. this World Health Organization. The Who is different, <laughs> or the or the WHO, you. Yeah. or the WHO, if you want to. Yeah, if you want to shorten it. it. Yeah, but I just the say who the who is either an American rock band or a Mongolian throat singing band. And you would know Mongolian throat singing how? We covered uh, it because, on the Star Wars game. Yeah, not only did we cover it in the Star Wars game because Sugan Isana was in that, and it's an awesome song. But I've been listening it to it before, or to them specifically before that because a friend of mine showed me one of their music videos, and I liked the song, and I kept diving further down the rabbit hole so wait how do you do throat singing that oh, would be my a, like oh it's a, it's, it like a, it's a technique that they that they use that you can only learn in mongolia um and it's yeah it's the you, special there's a youtube video you have to stretch out your throat first <laughs> so you have to take something like a cucumber and kind of just like shove it down there <laughs> oh okay you have experience with this <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> Bleep off, Austin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like that was a gimme. That was that was like you gave that to me, cat. Oh my goodness. You gave me the power. Yeah. And of course, all the all the links to the news articles will be in the show notes. So if you want to go give those a read, just to make sure we didn't butcher anything too much, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, y'all, y'all ready to get to this stellar review? And ladies and gentlemen, for the overview, I was ready. <laughs> Wait, what is this that SpongeBob says? It's like his favorite saying. No one wants to I'm hear it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Sweet Jesus. You know, I never thought someone could ruin SpongeBob. 
Yeah, neither did I. Yes. Here comes SpongeBob. I'm ready. Yep, Don't ruined. say it in that done. voice. Done. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> all right, moving on. So this week, uh, we all collectively played, I'm sure with varying degrees of time put in, The Witcher 3, uh, Wild Hunt. Uh, it was released May 19th, 2015, developed uh, and published by CD Projekt and CD Projekt Red. Um, it was released on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and then uh, I think a couple years ago it was released on the Nintendo Switch. Um, and it is an action RPG, um, a very good one in my opinion. Uh, the basic synopsis is that you play as the Witcher, known as Geralt of Rivia, a.k.a. the White Wolf, a.k.a. Gwynblade, a.k.a. the Butcher of Blaviken, and like eight other titles that I'd rather not list down. I want um, you to list them out. I, I'd rather not. I don't also don't remember them off the top of my head. Unprepared. <laughs> womp womp. Um, on his quest to search for both, for originally his lost lover, Yennefer, um, oh and then shortly after finding her, uh, his lost adopted daughter, Cirilla, uh, while both he and Cirilla are being chased down by a group known as the Wild Hunt, uh, which are after Ciri's elder blood for rituals and evil things. Uh, the game place takes place on the very creative name of the continent, which is currently in a war between the Empire of Nilfgaard and Redania, with Nilfgaard having invaded from uh, the south yes the south wait a minute isn't Nilfgaard like in viking norse mythology i'd like to say that's like one of the plains where mystical creatures live like in their ancient tree i just want to verify that i have no clue I who do you think you're answer. verifying information with yeah. like i'm i'm not <laughs> i'm not versed in viking mytho mythos at all Bad, Caden. Bad. I thought school was supposed to treat you better, son. <laughs> school has better stuff to teach us than Viking <laughs> mythology. Gross. And even then, like the the stuff that we go into is barely anything because it's not important. Well, there you go, Caden on college. Thank you for all your help and assistance. But let's talk about the gameplay, Caden. How do you feel about the the combat experience? Oh, I absolutely love it. Um, if you if you've played the Batman Arkham games, um, this is gonna feel pretty similar. Um, it's got that kind of free flowing combat where you're jumping around from enemy to enemy, um, and it utilizes uh the dodging mechanics very heavily as well as the parrying mechanic. I, for the most part, didn't utilize the blocking mechanic all that much, um. Uh, Unless it's just I couldn't get a beat on the person's attacks, and so I couldn't actually get the parry times down. Because there's a slight delay uh, originally when you're learning uh, the parry mechanics between you actually pressing the button and you going into the parry stance. Um, so that you know that kind of takes some some timing to get used to. I didn't uh, have a problem with it. Well, I'm just saying, like when you first start out, like when I first played this back in oh 2016 or whatever, I bought it. Um, I just finished playing like the bat, like Arkham Knight. I want to say so. It was weird getting used to the um, the time it took you to get into your blocking stance, uh, and you know how long it would take before your enemy would actually land the attack um, after their little status bar. 
thing goes red, which signals that they're about to attack. Yeah, see, I found that it was it was very smooth. It was a very smooth transition between parry, light, heavy attack. Oh, yeah. You can dodge a specific way or switching up your sigils, which is uh, your different powers uh, that you have because you're, you're kind of a witcher. Well, they're, well they're, uh, you're they're kind signs, of a signs. witcher. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're signs, not sigils. Signs? I always thought they were called sigils. No, they're signs. Balls. Wait, are you telling me that there's a way for you to tell when the person's going to attack you? Yeah. yeah like have you ever seen like, like, like I was alert. not you know, paying attention to that at all. Yeah, so their oh, health bar terrible. will kind of get that, fit, that, re- that faint red glow around it. Yeah, like it's like it l- allows you to kind of see when they're about to attack and it gives you a chance to parry or dodge. It gives you a combat. Now, if uh, you're good enough, you could definitely just like forego that and watch the animation. But That's what mm. I've been doing. I mean, hey, go you. I know. Way to go. I'm good with bad I'm gamer. Good with melee combat. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, speaking of signs, uh, you do have uh, five different signs to choose from. There is Ard, which is basically a wind blast uh, that you can upgrade to go to a radius around you. And once you unlock uh, mutagens in one of the DLCs, you can actually have it freeze uh, your enemies, which I believe allows you See, to. Make I thought of it as force push like yeah, bam i just knocked you all over it's basically force push uh it's yeah, useful against flying enemies and knocking down uh enemies who have shields uh so you can then go up and just stab them basically get a coup de gras hit and instantly kill them um there's irden which puts a trap on the ga- ground and can be upgraded to basically uh deal damage to enemies when they enter a certain radius um and it's used primarily for specters and to trap enemies inside the little Irden uh, circle. Uh, it also, if you're running a sign build like I am, it can also help give you buffs to your sign intensity and stamina regeneration. Um, then there's Igni, which is a fire damaging spell or uh, sign, which Axie. Um, it burns people. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, but my favorite is Axie, the one where you just basically, you know, you can slow down your enemies or you put them into a, a daze and they can't like they you know they can't attack you. And if you upgrade Axie enough, you can use it in your dialogue skills in order to complete specific quests. So you can like, you know, it's basically like being a Jedi. He's like, hey, these aren't the people you're looking for. And it's like, I guess they're not the people I'm looking for. And you're like, yes, I get all the gold and the slaves. Woohoo! I never thought of using that on enemies. Oh, my God. See? I, so, and, and, and Kat, I, I never used Axie in combat, oh, really. Boo. With the exception of a couple of enemies that, like, the only way you could get them to sit, to stay still, is using Axie. Just because, eh, it's okay. Um, I did put the okay. three upgrade points into it for the dialogue stuff because that does help you avoid a lot of combat encounters and can yes, and can get you additional rewards. Um, but beyond that, I didn't really think it was worth investing five more points into it to get the stun to last longer and then five more to get whoever I just took over to fight with me, especially when they're usually at about half health uh, or they're not going to really do much. Um, and I'd rather just put those points into other stuff. Like when I did my original playthrough, I was doing kind of a more of an alchemy, sword-based um, combat with I think Axie was really the only sign I had. 
Oh, see, I, see, I play I, as a warrior type. Yeah, that was the with that was kind spells of spells and all that. Yeah, that that was kind of what I was playing was basically focused on light attack, um, and get the whirlwind ability, which allows you to s- just spin around and deal a lot of uh, DPS, and then have my alchemy on, uh, so that I do more damage, uh, with the Euphoria mutagen, which increases your um, sword damage for each point of toxicity, um. Get your toxicity max up super high, down a bunch of decoctions that help you, put a blade oil on on your sword against the particular enemy you're fighting, and you're ready to go. See, something that probably should be said about that is just the combination that you can have. Oh, whether yeah. you're using combat skills, you're using the signs, uh, or having alchemy skills to increase your damage to specific uh, enemies or even general skills, which I'm not going to lie to you. When I was upgrading in my general skills uh, bracket in the menu, there is a specific uh, skill that I, I just adore. You know, it's about having, um, it's basically having the skill to eat anything, water, apple, pie, wh- whatever crap that you, you can find in the game, but you can extend the effects for up to 10 minutes which normally when you eat food, that's like you gain back health, right? So it's a never-ending health gain. And it also depends on, you know, what you grab. Like if you drink like a thing of water and you have the skill equipped, you can basically have a high increase of health in, you know, just coming back into your deal. And even if you're being pummeled by like a griffin or uh, a Nilfgaardian you know, shieldmen, right? Those guys can be like kind of hard to get around and beat the crap out of because they're like strong arming you. And then you just equip that, you drink the water and you're like, oh yeah, I can dance around this guy for like five friggin' minutes. And then you just take your time and you kill them as like easy as you friggin' can. I believe that was like one of the best ones in general skills besides. Or if you don't realize (laughs) that alcohol actually gives you the drunk effect, you can make that last 10 minutes too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it'll like it messes you up if you don't pick what the right consumable in the game. Yeah. So, okay, I but that if the you hard pick, way. yeah, <laughs> you think you were downing some water, and all of a sudden your screens start getting wavy. Yeah, it was oh, in the middle God. of a fight with something that was levels higher than I was, and it wasn't recommended, <laughs> oh. and I wanted to do it anyways. Yeah, so, so you're like, screw that, this. Yeah. I, I can beat this guy. Let me like, just oh, okay. get a little drunk. Well, I ran out of the raw meat and it auto loads to something else. And lo and behold, <laughs> it was some form of alcohol that made my screen all dizzy. <laughs> Needless oh. to say, so, I never I never invested that skill just because I never needed healing that much. Um, especially because you could usually just down a swallow potion, regain your health, meditate for an hour, rinse and repeat. So long as you have strong alcohol, which you'll find an abundance of as you go through the game. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, in terms of fighting stuff over-leveled, Cat, uh, did, did it have the skull underneath its name? Yeah, it did. Okay, yeah. It was a warning, so, and I know that. Yeah, so so to those who never played it, uh, but are thinking about it, when you get in there, if you see something with a skull, run. Run away. Especially if you're, like, on, oh, we'll say the northeast part of the map, and you're just casually walking through the forest because you're heading towards a particular uh, Witcher uh, set of gear, uh, uh, like, Witcher-specific set of gear. And all of a sudden, you see a Leshen pop out of the woods, and you see a skull above his name, and he's five levels above you. 
I'm see that just that just urges me to say game on. <laughs> uh, no, no, that will tear see, you apart. But uh, but that's what the Axie skill comes in use for. You daze them, you whack them a few times, your skill reloads, boom. You use the Axie thing, you just whittle them down. Or you wham, just I feel like that's wham. cheating though. Also, but they I don't have time to whittle down something five levels over me when I'm dealing like 17 damage to it with each you know swing of my sword. And that's that's what like my build comes in handy. So also, that means I can it, fight a bigger enemy for a longer time. Well, but it which also means depends I can level on, up. And st- well, that that's partly due to your stamina regeneration. So the build I was going for didn't have hardly any stamina regeneration because I didn't oh. need it. I wasn't using signs a whole lot. I was primarily using my you know attacks, and then occasionally would use like my stamina for like whirlwind. Um, but I didn't need to actually people because I can usually cut them down in a few hits but it's just you're not designed for to fight a Leshen because uh, Leshens are hard by themselves and with them being that you know that high of a level compared to you uh, it's what not are those fun ones, What do those ones look like again? I don't remember the They're the really tall, lanky, kind of tree, uh, tree folk looking guys. Kind of like, like an uh, ent- Nightmare like, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like the jer- and with like the it looks like I have a Jersey Devil kind of head. With the, like the long looking hair. No, more like devil horns made out of like it, it looks like a tree that has devil horns. I like, don't think just I've come across imagine. one yet though. Dynamic. Yeah, let me see if I can't put a picture of him in the Discord. Yeah, but I mean, something else to mention is that you know, with the many multitudes of creatures in this game you know you have to keep track of you know what weaknesses each have can you use a specific blade oil uh that you create in your alchemy skills in on your map and something that's mentioned uh is the bestiary it is a very it's a very crucial part of the game yes. especially when you're, you're trying to like hey you know i'm i'm investigating a specific creature this could be you know a vampire right and the dialogue it, it follows you through you're like kind of basically mystery detective you're like okay you know there's not a lot of blood here you walk down you use your witcher senses to find like footprints or scents or uh like little like little things that a hunter would notice, but a lot easier. He can even see in the dark. But once you like load the information and then you press pause, you go into your bestiary and you're like, okay, you know, this guy, he loves to throw this type of attack. He likes to be very close or, you know, it creates a spell. And then right below it, it provides one to maybe three uh, different weaknesses. So it could be like a sign, you know, this particular, uh, you know, beast can be weak to the Quen sign, which is basically like an armament sign uh, that you just, it gives you a protective outer shield. And when you upgrade it enough, it can even explode for the enemies who break it. But yeah, the, if the you're fighting like a, a rock troll. The beast was a really, really useful tool. tool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because like, so for, for instance, in, in the Witcher lore, I mean, what has always separated witchers from your run-of-the-mill commoner who wants to go fight the monster Their is... Their cool eyes. Well, that. Um, <laughs> the yeah, silver the, hair. the mutations, which make them more resilient to the monsters that they're fighting. But also, they're, uh, they're both just their extensive knowledge on monsters and creatures and their preparation. They're the ones who know the potions and know the oils that are possible to easily kill these monsters or help them in slaying these monsters. 
and they're also the ones with the extensive knowledge like hey uh what's the difference between an algal and a ghoul um yeah, fun fact, black uh you know, black blood is useful against vampires when they're trying to suck, you know, when they're trying to you know, suck the life out of you. Um Yeah, it damages them. It's like it's kind of like wearing garlic. They try to bite you and it actually hurts them when they try to do it. So don't try like using garlic in the game. Like <laughs> the peasants know nothing. They know yeah. nothing yeah. of so, this part two. So the BC area is extremely important. So besides cuz everyone knows that every game has a big old glossary full of lore that no one reads because there's a lot and only yeah. the most avid hardcore uh of gamers you know actually read every bit of lore and those people have a lot more time than i do but with this game it is useful to keep track of like when you're about to fight a monster go look like okay cool this monster is weak to the Igni sign and it's susceptible to the ah, susceptible to the necrophage oil put the necrophage oil on your blade Go ahead and get Igni ready. Igni, whack, 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 whack. Igni, whack, whack, whack. Um, and we'll kill it? definitely. Yes. <laughs> it'll it'll definitely make your life a lot easier, uh, especially because the game is kind of designed for you to, you know, actually do that. But you can't forego it. It is not a necessity. So here's my next question then. Uh, like for Cat, like based off of your gameplay, what would you say was the hardest monster that like just threw you for a loop in, in this game? Uh, well, I didn't really, I don't think I got that far. Don't get me wrong. I put in a good 15 hours into the game, but I get really lost in side quests. Yeah, I feel that. I feel so, that. Yeah. and so, so what part of the story are you in? Also, don't don't worry about spoilers. It's the game's five years old. Oh, I know. It's huge. Like that's the that's, like. Uh, who are you kidding? Like this game is so oh yeah huge. You couldn't even fathom. I think like people can play this thing for like up to two hundred hours, if not more, and still not complete the game. It's just enormous. Yeah. So what what part are you at, Kat? Um. Let's see. I have found the Baron's daughter, and. I'm, well, currently on part of the main quest to find his wife. Oh, okay. That's as see, far as I've gone, but I've done a whole bunch of side quests. See, that's not bad, though. Like, no. the, you know, the main quests, compared to the side quests, the number, you're like, oh, my well, Jesus, yeah, so... I could level up, like, 20 levels and then get back to the main quest and just beat the living crap out of this main quest. quest. Yeah, no, my, my buddy of mine and I were talking about this because we've both beaten the game. Uh, and we were... You know, we were talking about how there are so many side quests you could actually go through and get to like level thirty, go back to you know White Orchard to actually start the quest to find Yennefer and go to you know um oh what's the town oh what's the city that you go to meet Emperor Mir uh, oh I don't remember v Vendenberg is it Vizima uh, um. No, it's in it's in yeah, Zima. Um, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. So, and yeah, there's there's a lot of side quests in the game. There's a lot of things to, you know, put you off track. I won't. So I'm like cat. I'm a completionist at heart. I'm also one of the people. I got this from my MMO days back when I would play like Star Wars: The Old Republic, where I prefer before I go before I do the main quest in the area, I do every single side quest I can physically do. I've done that in the Borderlands series. I do that in most MMOs I play because it's almost a necessity. 
And at one point on my original playthrough, I had to stop. Because I was like 10 levels over level for, for the main quest. And I was like, I if if I don't stop, I'm never gonna get around to doing the main quest. And I don't know how many more side quests I have in this area. Which, spoiler alert, there is still a lot. What how do I put this? I like to do side quests that don't put me too far over because I still like the main quest to be like not feel like a breeze. So I'll only do a certain amount. And then once that main quest starts to feel too easy, I'll stop. Yeah. See, I'm with Caden on this one. I would rather have, like, just blow through the main quest and be able to be, like, you know, um, have my Axie uh, sign at its topmost skill to be able to, like, whittle through the dialogue speeches or to you know, be able to be a lot more convincing and easier, kind of like roguish. You can talk yourself almost out of anything with with that skill and just get it done. Whatever makes it easier, you know, sure, the side quests, there's a numerous amount of them. I can't even imagine trying to tally them like Oh, I'm going to do massive. every single one. <sighs> oh, God, I love this game. Oh, God. It, like, you can play this game forever. But, you know, I have to agree with Caden on his deal level up with the side quests by the time you get around or you're like kind of bored with a side quest and you get to the main quest the main quest is like bam you knock it out of the park and you're you're just going through this like with monster armor like pretty sweet witcher upgrades like with the silver sword which by the way i think has to be told is that to fight any monsters you have to use a silver sword in the game. You can kill anybody else, like wolves, humans, and whatnot, with like axes and swords. Well, but... No, you want to use the silver sword on the wolf. Yeah, no, no. the wolf, th- like a the werewolf. Wolf yes, but a regular like rabid dog. No. Also, I'm going to disagree with you, uh, Austin. Now, it is definitely recommended to use a silver sword for monsters that are susceptible to it. Um, however, you do not have to. Your steel yeah. sword will still damage them, but barely. To put perspective, I know. To put perspective, it's the difference of dealing, you know, two hundred seventy something damage to the fiend you're currently fighting. Which, for those who don't know, fiends are kind of tough and actually regenerate, versus dealing like seventeen to twenty damage with your steel sword, even though you have an oil on it. In fact, I don't think it'll actually let you put monster oils on your steel sword. It doesn't. Yeah, it's okay. So. 17 to 20 damage with the steel sword and no oils. And especially if you're finding something that regenerates like a fiend uh, or its cousin that I can't remember the name of, um, you're going to have a really, really rough time. It's going to be about equivalent to trying to fight a Leshen that's five levels overleveled. Oh, yeah. I saw that picture. I have not come across one of those yet. Uh, you probably oh, won't. There's... Those are more late. Yeah. Those are kind of mid-ish Later to late game. game. Yeah. Uh, part of unless... me playing this game wanted to get through a bunch of the main story just so I could say that I did. Don't. But I You'll, don't want to. I want to enjoy to. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will definitely say that you could get a good gist of this game in the early hours, but it's de- it's like a fine wine. It's something to be enjoyed, to be savored. I mean, I think this is better than fine wine. Fair. I don't drink, so... Because you're not allowed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 
uh, speaking of the maps, um, and just being able to travel around and find different enemies in different regions, um, the maps are fairly expensive, expansive, pardon me, um, and the majority of your travel will be on your horse roach. Uh, not only will this allow you to kind of explore the map and discover some secret eggs and some side quests as you go along the way, but the way you fast travel, you don't fast travel from town to town. You fast travel through these things called signposts or travel posts, which whatever they're called. Um, yeah, that was the probably um to me. Yeah, a, a bit of an annoying feature. I mean, granted, you know, the maps are huge, but if you want to get from like one side of a of a large map to another, instead of having to hop on a horse, get in a boat, travel through some like heavily like mounted areas with enemies you could just find the signpost and be able to travel to it as long as you find another signpost which if you have to cross a rock troll i mean oh my god that thing just no not not unless they're like you know super high leveled or like part of a main quest that's like trying to beat the crap out of it you're like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like it's just beating the it's just it was one of my main monsters that i hated yeah. it was just a very up leveled rock troll right and you're like i can beat this it's only like a few levels above me and you're like no you're not equipped to kill this thing you do not have the oils or the bombs to blow the crap out of this thing did you and guys just... know that if you make it to the edge of the map It'll actually give you the option to travel to one of the uh, posts. Yes. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that until I got to the edge. Yeah, because it'll <laughs> also start yelling at you for yeah trying to travel Running too to far, end. and it'll basically if you don't like travel to a signpost, it'll just put you right back at the edge of the map, if I remember yeah. correctly. Because you're trying to go too far. I thought it was handy. Doing. Yeah, um, it it can be, but luckily. I would recommend, even if this is your first time playing through, um, to get a mod, the, the uh, tr Fast Travel Anywhere mod, I think is what it's called. If you're on PC, I don't know if the console version supports mods. Uh, but it basically not. allows you to travel to signposts uh, from anywhere. Um, however, you do not want to do it while you're in the middle of a quest. If you're in the middle of a quest, um, or like this isn't like... Uh, like, oh, hey, I'm heading towards a quest. This is, uh, you know, you're in a special area for the quest. Uh, or you're currently, uh, like, actively participating in one uh, and heading to the location for the, you know, uh, like, you're you're walking with Roach uh, to Redania for a quest. Don't fast travel during one of those because it will actually end up breaking your quest and I'm pretty sure breaking the game and will force you to load a new save. So don't do it, people. Don't do it, Caden did, and break his video game. Don't do it. But yeah. Um, but overall, I really did think the graphics were good. Oh, I thought it was beautiful. Oh, very. Oh, the massive sceneries. For me, the Skellige Islands. If you get that far into the game where you reach the Skellige Islands, it's just it's a beautiful place. I mean, it just down to the last iceberg very well planned out the coloring and oh god just being able to see like from the top of a mountain in the middle of the ocean you can see the entirety of the map and the sunsets sunrises it it gives it so much beauty so you uh, look at the sky in this game but not in the outer <laughs> world 
Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a difference. Yeah. The outer world scenery was much more beautiful. <gasps> womp womp. Not to this game. Like this game, it's it makes it work. I mean, sure. Like some of the people, oh my God, the children this? freak me Katie? out. Have you actually seen the children cat in this game? Yeah. They're children. Yeah. I've, They're I've... ugly. Ch- like some of the boys are like, dude, Don't have, have, you kids seen, have you seen Skyrim children? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the <laughs> okay, stuff of nightmares. Are... Yeah, but it's, it's, it almost matches eyes. that. Almost matches it. They're just like, hey, look, I can be a kid. And it's like, no, you're a little demon in disguise. I know it. What do you think having real children is like? <laughs> Instead, there's just demons on Earth. Yeah. Uh, They're little angels. But yeah, no, Mine um, aren't. I, I really like the graphics. Um, I did get a mod just to fix some of the small textures. Um, and I want to say it also Were helped there the hair. Issues? Oh, the hair. Not really. It's just it helped add kind of... De- some detail to some of the small textures because those could be there's, lacking on occasion. Like there's the- also a mod where you can increase the lip movement. I don't know if it, you guys have seen that, but there is a mod out for the PC where it increases the lip, uh, like being able to form words. You know, some video games, it's hard to make it look like they're saying the actual word in a specific language, but somebody released a mod. I don't know if you two know about it. Never but- heard of it. Yeah, it's like a lip mod, and it like it really increases like the movement of the facial structures, like in Geralt, and you're just kind of like, wow, that's I've seen the video, and I'm like, that's definitely an increase. Like, actually, while we're on this topic, I really loved the, I guess, audio portion of this because everybody like spoke, and it even gave you the option of subtitles, and I always do subtitles. But you know how with other games, when you get to choose what you're saying, your character never actually says it. He actually says it. He actually says it. And I mean, it's not anything that's super important. And I mean, it's not anything that I need, but I liked it. Well, and I think there's only a couple of occasions I can remember um, where Geralt kind of says something that's not really what you chose, but is kind of what you chose. Um, But the options are like summarized. Yeah. What he says. There's nowhere near as many there as there is like. uh, a particular Bethesda game uh, that was heavily frowned upon by most of the community. <coughs> Fallout 4. <coughs> Sorry, I had a oh. little corona in my throat. How dare you? Get out of my sight, COVID monster. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, and speaking of dialogue, Cat, I'm glad you mentioned this. There are actually 36 different endings that you can receive for the game. Now, what? W- with, with preface. That doesn't mean that the cutscene you get will necessarily change, but a couple of the factors that either I think you hear through the narration or like some one of the little still images that you get with a narration over it. Uh, sometimes that'll change depending on some of your decisions. Uh, like for instance, you can make the uh, Emperor of the Land uh, em- either uh, Emir uh, of Nilfgaard or uh, what's his head of Redania. I'm blanking on his name. Wah, wah. It starts with an R, I'm what, pretty sure. But what Redden? What is it? It starts with an R. Yeah. Redden of Redania? I don't remember. Radican, I think. Radican? Radavid? Radavid. That's who Radavid. it is. Radavid. Yeah, see? We got their, We got their list of... <laughs> Ratatouille. Um, <laughs> or, you know, you can have Siri join you and become a witcher, which is what I got. So I think I got the best ending. Um, or you can have her become a sorceress. 
um, and join the uh, circle of sorceresses. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want her to turn out like Jennifer, so no. Join yeah, the, the Beta so Betas. We, we, we don't cut people's Jennifer. throats, but we Are you talking about Woo. like the Yennefer from the show or the Yennefer in the game? No, the Yennefer in the game. Yennefer in the game. And again, we're yeah, talking the... about being attracted to cartoons. Well, I mean, the one in the show. Mm. Y'all have too. a problem. Yennefer. Yeah, the one in the show is hot too. Wait, 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 Caden. Out of Triss, Yennefer, Siri. Oh my lord. Like, who would you, who would you choose? Like, honestly. Be honest, Caden. Top of the top? Top of the top. Yennefer. Oh, uh, yeah, you like child. that dark hair. Yeah, so, hey. Yeah. Um, well, I can't look at Siri as not like, like, that's, no, I, that's weird. Just oh, that's what no. you were going to pick? <laughs> no, I was going to pick Red Triss. Flag. Man, Red flag. she has Red a flag. fire. Woo. <laughs> no. Triss is like spitfire with that red hair, and you're like, oh, you got ho, the Triss. Ho. I can't say what she is, but Triss is a very rude and manipulative person. Yeah, but man. I've been with she, people she, who are like that. They're not fun. Oh, <laughs> It's okay. It's okay, Caden. Bethesda won't hurt you no longer. Austin it's okay, just buddy. likes to be submissive to the redheads. No, Jennifer has that gorgeous black hair. I am married She's to redheads, so I mean, that voice. makes sense. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the takeaway anyway, from this so, is that Austin yeah. likes redheads and, and Caden <laughs> likes brunettes. Oh, yeah. Uh... But uh, and I of... don't like. I'm not attracted to cartoons. So, <laughs> not. Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, oh, come on. Let me phrase. Okay, there's not necessarily. However, that being said, it. the I actor could... that plays Geralt Henry in the Cavill. show. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, well, the actress, oh, so it's a little different. I mean, huh? The actress who plays uh, Yennefer in the show is pretty good too. Oh yeah, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's I mean, there's no issue with that. But speaking of, um. Things that sound good to my ears. The music, the soundtrack in this game is That was amazing. a good segue. You get an applaud for that one. <laughs> who made the music, Caden? Who, who made the music? I'm kind of curious. Uh, Marcin. Oh, God. Don't make me pronounce this. Monst- Marcin or Mar- Marcin. Uh, Prisbelowski? Prisbelowski? Some Polish Wait, last me, name that Prisbelos- I can't pronounce. Let me try it. How about let me try this so you don't bur- murder this. Marcin. Przybylowicz. I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, Mikolaj Strunski. Who are yeah. you? I am Double O Seven. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm not I naturally have wait, kind of. Wait, wait. How's Sean Connery? He Sean Connery does that. He's like shaken, not stirred. <laughs> oh, Sean Connery, you get me every time, man. Anyways. Yes, the music was but, very well done. But yeah, by, I, I, but yeah, I mean, it. it was also Nikolaj Struinsky. Isn't he an award-winning video game composer? Again, I, I don't, don't know who know. you're asking. Like, Caden. With the mythology who, and, and this. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, I just hear Pac-Man. Yeah, I, I honestly wah, wah, don't wah, know. Wah. Um, but the fact that I'm... The fact that my mushmouth can barely pronounce their names. Like... Uh, Mikolaj was a little easier. His last name is, you know, easier to pronounce. But uh, the other one is a mixture of letters that is very hard for my English palate to comprehend. What? Really? Like you take it word hey, by we're word? Not, we're thing. not getting into this. And also, it's only <laughs> one word. You mean letter by letter. Wah, wah. So unfortunately, there's no multiplayer aspect to this game. 
No, sadly, there is not. Uh, but I also don't intense. really mind that. Yeah, I don't think it's the I kind of game that you can share with. Yeah, people. I feel like making a multiplayer for this would be like uh, if anyone's played Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, that game uh, had multiplayer. And I yeah. think that it was like I never played it just because it wasn't really all that interesting. And I feel like it took away from the main game. Like I feel like if they just focused on putting on making a single player experience, um, that it would have been better than making both a single player and then pulling you know some of that away to make a multiplayer experience. So Kat, uh are there any special modes uh to this game? You're asking the wrong person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do so, I have do I have to ask the child everything I must know? Did you just call him a I mean, child? Well, I mean, he is younger than me by like how many years, Caden? Why do you You're keep like bringing 20? age into this? Because <laughs> he's wah. ageist. Yeah, that's not okay. I'm, apparently, I'm so ageist. That's discriminatory, because... and I won't stand yeah. for it. So discriminatory against oh. a grown man. So discriminatory. But yeah. In in terms of in terms of special modes, um, and I I'll try and kind of breeze through this because I know we're kind of running a bit long. Um. Wah, wah. There are there are two modes technically. Uh, one of them being DLC, which uh, the the game of the year edition's been out for years, and it's you can usually find it on a pretty decent sale during like the winter sales and whatnot. But um, there's a difficulty mode called Death Wish, which is the hardest difficulty mode in this. So in the normal ones, from easy to hard, um, when you go to meditate, your health will actually uh, regenerate. And, you know, you don't take as much damage, deal more damage, etc. Death Wish, uh, your health does not regenerate. Um, enemies deal a lot more damage. You take a lot more damage. Uh, or, yeah. Ugh. Sorry. Enemies deal a lot more damage. You don't deal as much damage. Um, and it's definitely a little tougher. However, one of the ways that I would say you can offset this is by going into New Game Plus and then doing a Death Wish playthrough. New Game Plus allows you to choose a save to base your character off. Um, and then... You basically have a copy of that character minus some minus certain items like quest relay ones. Um, I want to say all the literature that you've uncovered since then, any armor that you don't like, any armor and weapons you don't have in your stash. Uh, although I could be wrong on that, or no, any any armor or weapons that you have on the mannequins in uh at your vineyard in uh Tucson, you get a those vineyard. Those will not transfer over. Yeah, so in, in the Blood and Wine DLC, oh spoiler alert for those who haven't played it, um, you at the end of the game you get a vineyard, and depending on the choices you've made, uh, Yennefer can actually come live with you. Yeah, and the then you bring the unicorn. That this game brings in like that's what's really friggin' wonderful with the DLCs. It's just never-ending fun. But yeah, and speaking of DLC, um, there's a multitude of DLC that's been released. Heart of Stone, where if you remember from the beginning of the game, Cat, uh, there's that character Gunter Odim. Who kind of gives you a hint as to where to go for Yennefer? And oh it yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah. It actually goes and kind of expands on his story a little bit, and expands on his character, um, and it turns it it takes a really interesting twist, which is really unexpected. And I love, I love, love, love the the story in this DLC. Um, and you're basically uh, on a on a quest to kind of help a man who is struggling with his literal immortality. Um, there's the Blood and Wine DLC. We travel to the Sutherlands of Tucson, known for their chivalry, honor, and their humongous vampire problem. And their fine wine. Uh, there's New Game Plus, like I mentioned before. Um, 
there's new armor sets like the um as you go through the game you'll find witcher gear that you can craft that's just infinitely better uh than the regular gear you'll encounter um and this one introduces the wolf the, the school of the wolf set and then i think when you get blood and wine you uh are given the uh manticore uh witcher set or the ability to find no. it are these dlcs free uh i have to check i got the game of the year edition so i don't remember if they're free or not See, I bought mine on sale, and The too. Witcher, this was probably before The Witcher show came out. They had a sale where it was like, you know, $15, and it included both Blood and Wine, Hearts of Stone, a couple a couple other DLCs, like, you know, that Caden was mentioning, but, you know, for $15, you get all the DLC, all the unlockables uh, for the game, and you're just like, yeah, that's not a bad price. Fifteen bucks. Okay, so fun fact. Um Hearts of Stone, um, Blood and Wine, the two soundtracks associated with them, and the uh Wild Hunt soundtrack um that's associated with just the general game. Those are the DLCs you have to pay for. The rest of them, new game plus, new facial animations, um, new quests uh that you'll encounter throughout the game, alternative looks for Siri, Yennefer, and Triss. Uh, new Gwent cards, which, by the way, amazing game in a game. Oh my it's God. We didn't even game. get into Gwent. No, it's, it's too game. big. It's t- it's that's the thing. The Witcher Three, it's so large. People like you. You there's even a game that's called Gwent, and it's like a card game that's actually a pretty sizable piece of The Witcher Three. You travel around, you collect the cards, building your decks, and then you beat the NPCs in the game. And and if you play this you know how many NPCs are actually in the game. You can play against the armorers, the blacksmiths, the haircut stylists, like even some of the main characters. To, to And it's it's just expansive. I'll tell you that much. If you play Gwent or if you have any idea of playing Gwent, it's massive. It allows you to be on a different level of game playing. That's it's, the it's, one it's really thing enjoyable. I tried to stay out of. Um, just while I was getting ready to do this review, because I knew as soon as I started it, I would get stop. lost in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then oh, all I spend... would be able to review is Gwent. Yeah, you'll spend two hours trying to beat this one guy with your super underpowered deck, because you swear you could do it, but you physically can't. Like, the game yeah. I've played let you. four games, and I've won two. <laughs> yeah. So like it's a hard it's a hard game but it's also like I want to play it's an, it's, this. A, it's addicting. It's a it's deceivedly so simple addicting. game with quite a lot of strategy involved. Oh, yeah, yes. like you can lose uh, tips before I started playing it. Yeah. Yeah, like it depends on your gameplay. Like if you really are aggressive, sure, go ahead. But you can actually like lose a round, make the other guy use up the rest of his cards in like a round. And then you come back and you just pummel him in the last two rounds, like with no issues. Cause he decides, oh yeah, I'm just gonna use like six out of my ten cards. And then like, you know, you they, he obviously beats you, but then you just come back and you're like, Hey, I can beat you with three cards. Hey, I can beat you with the rest of my cards now, because you only, you know, you you have to win two rounds. It doesn't have to be consecutive, you just have to win two rounds. So you can lose one and strategize that way. I found that to be really 
fun strategy to do because then you can also see if they have like a bunch of stupid weather cards. Oh God, the weather cards! If you draw too many of those, that's that just yeah. That's what that. that's what you you that's what I usually use my redraws on. Um, fun fact, cat. If you do what really want to get into it, um, the monster deck is stupid good. Oh yeah, I've heard about the monster deck. That thing is just overpowered. You play one card and five more cards if it come out of your deck. Oh you man. Win. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. like one. some of the decks have specialty attributes as well. Some of them, you know, you can withdraw uh, a specific weather card or sometimes you can draw a couple of cards if you're in a specific situation. And that's what makes Gwent so 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 large and addicting is not only the attributes the different type of decks you can build but the specific strategy that you can play with that deck and it's it just makes it never-ending fun even though you lose you're like i I, i'm learning to like go wow collect these cards find all this stuff so just so you can play it and it's oh god it's great yeah so there's a yeah there's a lot of free dlc for this um i would definitely recommend getting the game of the year edition just because i do think that the even though you have to pay for it, the extra DLC missions do really, really uh, help kind of give the game even more uh, amazing stuff to do. And they're really well done. Um, but yeah, uh, Austin, overall, what's your, what's your opinion on the game? What'd you think? So, honestly, in my very professional opinion, <clears throat> you know, uh, the, the game has exceeded so many expectations for a video game thricefold. First off, you know, the graphics, beautiful, cinematic settings, even during gameplay, you know, you can be sitting near a broken bridge fighting off sirens to the top of a mountain fighting off a dragon, and it still provides you just beautiful, beautiful settings. Uh, the gameplay, it's a masterpiece of variable storytelling and the side quests mixed with combat creating endless possibilities and choices to enhance the experience it provides with its players. You know, you can be mean as hell, Geralt. You can be really nice, Geralt. But, you know, and like Caden said, it provides 36 different endings to the main storyline, including all the DLCs. You just, you have so many choices that you can make. It never leaves you bored with that type of experience. Now, the music beautifully composed for each setting, combat, exploration, story. And, you know, it's done by an award-winning composer. Mikolai, if you're hearing this, you are amazing. We love you. You bring so much of an experience to the audio. I can't even explain the joy of what it brings to everything. And another thing is that I, I haven't even beaten the game yet due to all the side quests, the leveling up, and I'm still enjoying it. Even if I if I, I stop playing for like a week or, you know, hey, I'm I'm really busy. It's been a month. And I come back and it's just it's easy to get back into. It's the controls make it so smooth of a transition that you're like, okay, I remember how to use my signs. I remember how to, you know, use my my potions, right? Sometimes people get like forgetful if they don't play it for a while. But it's just you pop right up on that, and it's like, hey, it's like I haven't left the game, like, in over a month. Um, and it's just enjoyable. CD Projekt Red, you really have outdid yourselves. You get a perfect 10 out of 10 out of me. Like, that's just my, like, it's just an amazing game. It's obviously perfect, and it doesn't need any more mentioning. Now, Caden, what do you think? 
So, I mean, as I mentioned in the previous episode, um, and during this episode, I love this game. This is one of my favorite games, probably right under Dragon Age Origins. Like, it's in the top two slot. Um, I think the story is fantastic. It's really well written. Uh, there are very few issues I have with the story, and even those are really minor. Like, those are just kind of nitpicky. Um, the graphics are great, especially for the time. Uh, the combat was really fluid, and I really liked it. Uh, I liked the, the the different plays that you could do between your mixing up light and heavy attacks and mixing signs in there, uh, and it just felt really good. Um, as we mentioned earlier, the, I mean, the character customization allows you to play how you want. Want to be a big tank that just hacks away with your sword and soaks up a lot of damage because you have a bunch of heavy armor on? Go ahead. If you want to be kind of a mage build like Austin did and have signs be your primary attack, you know, sure, go for it. Um, if you want to make a Geralt uh, into a heartless merc that just kills any human, monster, or thing that gets in his way, that's definitely an option. Um, you could play it how you want. Um, I also don't feel at any point you ever felt railroaded into doing it, unlike in a, a particular Bethesda game with awful dialogue choices. <coughs> Fallout 4. <coughs> um... And the you amount of things really sick. You should probably go to see a doctor. Yeah, yeah, I need to get it checked out. Quarantine myself. Yeah, um, pull out that Fallout Four out of your butt game. <laughs> uh, the amount of things that you have to do, the just the amount of quests and the Gwent and everything, just you won't ever feel like you only have a couple, you know, quests to do. And I would honestly be hard pressed to find any time when I just felt bored in this game. So, CD Projekt Red. And to the poor author who did not uh, sign a loyalty agreement because he did not think this game was going to do well, this game gets a 10 out of 10 from me. You know, you guys rate yeah. games 10 out of 10 a lot. And I feel like that makes them lose their value. There's no game that I will ever rate a 10 out of 10 because no game is perfect. Really? There's no game nope. that you, in your opinion, that has ever met 10 out of 10. Nope. I, I, seem, I think I seem to remember last, last time, Caden, what was that game? You know, that she's like, it's, it's just amazing. If you don't have it, you suck. I'm not saying that it's not good. Uh, but, but not 10 out of 10? It'll, I'll never rate it a 10 out of 10. I might rate it a 9.99, but it will never be a 10 out of 10. <laughs> of course. You cannot rate a game 10 out of 10. Sure you can. No, you can't. Yeah, stupid. Uh, it's pretty easy. You guys are stupid. <laughs> Wait, what's that, Caden? What did we rate it? 10 out of 10? So, yeah, buddy. So, so, Kat, what did you think of the game? Nine and a half out of 10. It was amazing. That's a high, high score for me. I mean, granted, that's, you know, listeners, if you've listened, like, to some previous podcasts, yes. Like, this is a pretty... Very high rating for me. So, I... Up until this point, my favorite game's always been The Elder Scrolls Online, if not Breath of the Mild, but I haven't played that one in a long time. And I mostly say it now just to make, yeah, get under Crowley's skin. But The Elder Scrolls Online is usually my go-to. This game is going to be my new go-to. Like, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to go play it. Oh, yeah, I've, I've thought about pick it, uh, pick it up again to keep my Death March New Game Plus playthrough going. Yeah, it's that good. The storyline is amazing. The graphics were great. Uh, I like the fact that the, there's tutorials for everything, and it teaches you how to do something. Because I've never played The Witcher games before this. So it teaches you everything, and I like that you can customize your character for your play style. 
Uh, all the side quests are great. I love getting lost in them. It's it's just right up my alley, and I really loved. There were no guns in this game. Tired of guns, so you know. Yeah. I think this game could have used a couple of guns. Nope, that would have made my rating lower. <laughs> so yeah, uh, nine and nine and a half out of ten. Well, excellent, great. So uh, next week uh, we will be reviewing uh, kind of a, a more recent game that, from what I've seen, kind of uh, looks like a almost like a pseudo Overwatch. Um, it is Bleeding Edge. Um, I believe it's made by a British developer, and I'm kind of interested to see how it plays. Uh, and we'll see if you'll be hearing another one of our rants or not here soon. Um, if you'd like to come hang out with us or leave us some feedback, you can join the Creative Brain Candy Discord. Uh, just go to our website at badgamersanonymous.com and click the link in the top right corner. And from all of us here at Bad Gamers Anonymous, myself, Kat, and the lovely Austin, we're signing off. Thank you for listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Follow Bad Gamers Anonymous on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bad Gamers Anonymous podcast, on Instagram at Bad Gamers Anonymous, and on Twitter at, at Bad Gamers Anon. You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem.